come. All right, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to the Growing the Fishes podcast, episode 214. Well, tonight we have Jordan River of the Growcast. Hey, everybody. Jordan River here from Growcast and MyGrowPass.com. Thank you for inviting me back on, Stephen Raisner. One of my favorite people to speak to inside the cannabis industry and outside the cannabis industry, man. Big fan of what you do. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we're a big fan of, of all the stuff that you do and your coffee. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, of course. The Coffee, Health, and Science podcast. Shout out. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm Steve, the host of the Growing With Fishes podcast. And uh, we do this show most Thursdays. Um, and uh, yeah, I try to educate people on cannabis and aquaponics. I apologize about the cat and the dog uh, tussling in the back. Uh, at some point, I'll have a, a bigger space uh, when we get the new office finished. But uh, you know how it is when you move into new spaces. Um, a quick thing, uh, if you aren't familiar with the show, be sure to check out um, or aren't, aren't, aren't aware. We also have the uh, uh, virtual aquaponic cannabis conference coming up here on October 3rd and 4th. We have uh, quite a long list of different speakers. We have Breeder Steve, uh, Murray Hollum, uh, Dr. Leonard Wilson uh, from uh, Australia. He's been working with a group in Australia. He's gonna be doing a really cool talk on aquaponic cannabis from a wholly different perspective than anybody has really shown off to the public before. So that's gonna be really cool. We have a bunch of Korean natural farming experts, Wendy Cronenberg, Chris Trump. Uh, we have um, Nat, uh, Joe Pate from University of Kentucky State who did a bunch of work, uh, a bunch of lab research with uh, lactobacillus. So if you're interested in learning more about that from a, a collegiate standpoint, that's going to be really awesome. Uh, we also have Dragonfly Earth Medicine, uh, Wade Laughter, and Rasta Jeff from iReGenetics on the breeder panel uh, talking to us about how to breed cannabis and, and uh, you know, all the different nuances of that from some of the best minds on, uh, out there on the topic. Um, we also have Matthew Gates uh, uh, with us to talk about insect uh, and insect control. He's uh, uh, one of the best out there. We'll have Josh Rutherford talking about integrating soil and aquaponics together on a large scale and about all the work he's been doing to integrate those two things together on his farm in Washington State. Uh, we'll also have uh, Leanne Keyes, our chief cultivator from uh, Habitat Life, who grows some of the best aquaponic cannabis in British Columbia, and uh, Marty Wydell, uh, and Bre um, co-host of the show, and Brendan Strath from um, um, Spectrum King LED, and, and a whole bunch of other awesome people. Um, uh, uh, we'll have Dylan from the Facebook group. Uh, I can't remember his last name at the moment. I do apologize. Uh, and then Bain Stewart from Vertica, as well as Tanner Stewart um, from uh, 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 Tanner Stewart Life. Uh, so a uh, really awesome uh, group of uh, speakers and we'll have giveaways and we have sponsors. We have uh, Mammoth P and Optic Foliar and Recharge and a whole bunch of other awesome people uh, are giving away uh, products, uh, True Aquaponics and uh, uh, kind of a short-term thing uh, coming up as well. Damn, that's uh, that's killer. Because I have like news kind of revolving around that exact. That's a big day. So, anyways, uh, today we open mygrowpass.com, which is the membership program for our podcast, Growcast. Uh, so that'll be perfect. So check it out, everybody, and follow us at Growcast on Instagram. And uh, yeah, 
Just excited to be here today with Raisner. So, so tell us a little bit more about the, the Grow Pass and, and what that does. You know, I understand sure, you a lot yeah. of producing that content. Absolutely, man. I didn't know if you wanted me to like go along for it. I appreciate you giving me a, giving me a platform, but yeah, like I said, it basically started like, how can we have a membership program for all of our fans? We'll give them an extra podcast every week without ads. We'll give them a AMA live stream, but then we were like, let's do a cultivation resource every month. So now we have a bunch of uh, grow pass cultivation resources, like growers guide to terpenes to help you understand terpenes and choose which strains to grow. There's a great grow journal. Wolfman Startup Guide. Wolfman is all over uh, the membership program. Um, there's discounts for all sorts of uh, um, grow products, great grow products like Cultilux lights you can save on. If you listen to Grow Pass, then you're uh, sorry. If you listen to Growcast, then you're familiar with the Grow Pass membership program. Um, but it's just really cool. We call it your ticket to a better grow. It's a way to up your grow game. It's a way to support us, and it's also a way to meet a bunch of really cool people, like in the members only Slack channel and stuff. So. We're having a ton of fun. Grow Pass is awesome. And then Growcast is also killing it too, man. Um, if, if you like Steven Raisner, you're going to love what we're doing at Growcast. We, we cover a lot of organic and regenerative organic, like, uh, like is, is covered here on this show. But we also do just about everything in the cannabis world. Mostly growing. We dabble into medicine. We do breeder features. A lot of the breeders you mentioned have been on my show. Um, some of the most fun people to talk to, I feel. So I just definitely want everyone to, to subscribe to Growcast uh, first and foremost. And of course, the Homegrown Helpers uh, by Rob Smith for more growing talk. Oh, yeah. Growcast is definitely one of the podcasts in my rotation for listening on a, on a regular week. Oh, thank and you, man. And do grows and uh, uh, shaping fire and hash church. And there's a whole bunch of good ones out there. Uh, yeah. Rasta Jeff, grow from your heart. There's so many good. Uh, there, was, there weren't any of there weren't very many options, I feel. Um, back in the day and now there's so many great guests to kind of like share and, and pass around and reintroduce and I like collabing with you man and uh, it's just one of my favorite things to do I could talk about growing cannabis all fucking day so there you go it works out perfect so how's life over there with the Illinois market I understand you guys are kind of burgeoning over there and uh, <laughs> kind of got some some growing pains to say the least um my life in Illinois is great because I have my home grow and I'm very, very grateful to have a qualifying condition. Um, all, all joking aside, it's, it's terrible out here, Stephen Reisner. You'd be, you'd be disgusted with how the Illinois market is going. It's incredibly overtaxed. It's segregated between a recreational market and a medical market. A uh, recreational market is extremely uh, undersupplied, overtaxed. There's still, you, there's, you can't get access to organic medicine. Um, there's only 22 cultivators statewide. Really, the only thing we have going for us is the medical home grow clause. And unfortunately, all in, it's like 350 bucks plus just to get your license. Um, so, you know, a lot of people don't have that kind of money lying around. And, and so you're denying a lot of sick people organic medicine. It, it really is quite a crime. But only, um, it sorry. sounds like that would hurt your veterans as well. You know, but they don't really have a lot of extra income either. Illinois has a long, long track rep record of corruption. Um, that, that's really, I mean, you, you guys know all the way back to the stories like Al Capone in Chicago. Like that's kind of what we're famous for. And I'm sad to say as someone who grew up here my whole life, it's never gone away. Um, that it's really all, it's, it's a very, very poor representation of this style of government because it's very, very corrupt. And, uh, and they've, they've really corrupted the cannabis market fully. I'm allowed to grow five plants. Um, if you have a history of epilepsy, epilepsy finally made the list. It wasn't even on the list at first. 
Um, so, so if you have a severe enough condition, you can at least grow your five plants and hopefully they'll expand that, but I'm not sure that's going to happen anytime soon. The black market is thriving out here. You'd be uh, interested to know Stephen Raisner. My uh, dealer is still dealing. So it's interesting how that works, but, um, but yeah, people picking up $80 eights that are nine to 11 months old that are full of PGRs from the recreational dispensary. That's, that's kind of how, that's how it's going. Oh man, that, that sucks. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I know that you guys have some of the wackiest taxes. I know I was recently taught, I did some, some work for a business plan on somebody out there and we ended up convincing them to move out of Illinois and put their money towards a different market because the, at the end of the day that the, with the amount of taxes, what it's a seven or 8% excise tax for, for transferring from cultivator to, to whatever. And then your retail is like, anywhere from 10% to, to 25 or 35% or something completely insane. Uh, I believe if you added it all up when we were looking at it, it was like a total of 44% yeah. of the total gross. If you look at it over the entire stream, all the taxes that were paid on the same, same product all the way through, um, which is insane. Um, regardless I, of whether you're yeah. a, or a business person or whatever. Um, this is crazy. I, I just, it's a shame because there are a lot of great, uh, cannabis connoisseurs. There's a great cannabis culture here in Chicago, in Illinois, in the Midwest. And, um, they've just, they've just done such a poor job and just all around, not just with the taxes, everything's overpackaged. You can't even see the products. They're pre-weighed. Um, like I said, they're usually old. There was a great picture circulating of a probably half inch dead moth inside a sealed dispensary jar that got sold to somebody so that one saw, made uh did you I see that saw moldy, i saw no i saw so yes i saw one even worse so this week this week even i saw a picture on the oklahoma one of the oklahoma subreddits or facebook groups or somewhere in oklahoma of moldy bubble hash that was sealed and they had driven like 40 minutes to get hash took it home opened it and there was like spider web mold on it and it was like what the hell you know what i mean that's wild man is oklahoma more of a i've kind of gathered this just kind of from talking to people but you can correct me if i'm wrong is oklahoma kind of all across the board when it comes to quality which i imagine is what would happen if you're handing out licenses for very very cheap yeah so that's that's really the problem is you have a ton of well this is a couple problems but you have a, a ton of smaller producers that don't um that don't have any ability to scale you know they don't know how to scale so you have a bunch of need for like packaging third-party packaging companies and and all those types of things that really have a space in the market that maybe don't even exist in other markets so you have other companies too in the in the machinery that maybe you wouldn't have because of the needs of these other guys but then you have i would say you know a lot of these people here never grew cannabis before two years ago um, so you have the learning, you know, traditional learning curve and the same thing with the concentrates and the edibles and everything else. And then you have a handful of people that have come in from the West Coast that really know what they're doing, that are putting out high quality stuff. And then you have some some local people as well that are, you know, have been growing for years in local conditions and know what's up. But, you know, they're definitely rare. <laughs> uh, I've also seen people spend two and a half million dollars on a greenhouse in Oklahoma and not know that they needed to have their plants under 1212 to flower them. 
Wow. With so, a straight, yeah. totally, totally just oblivious to the idea that that light cycle or photo period was anything to do with, with production. It sounds like it's all across the board then, which would be an interesting customer experience. But at least if you find a brand that you like, you can stick to it. What bothers me is I see all the underground medical growers in my growers, uh, growcast, growers chat group growing better weed than the dispensary. Always. And you, so that, that that's what bothers me. Coming from Oregon, where uh, I like the Oregon market, man. Holy cow. There were some great buds. Oh, they're not as good as the organic, you know, connoisseur shit, but totally acceptable, reasonable price. You get a full gram cart of live resin for 40 bucks from Green Mart. Shout out to Green Mart in Beaverton. Here, they want $70. No, sorry. They want $60 for a half gram of live resin and, and they don't come the same size filled. They're not even filled all the way properly. I started weighing mine. They weighed different. It's a shit show. I don't want to spend the whole show crapping on Illinois, but I could if, <laughs> if I needed to. Yeah. There's the, the, the crap the on Illinois market show. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. The content uh, is there. It's, yeah. <laughs> like I said, great people here and there's some great underground growers, but the legal market, holy shit. Well, yeah. I, I, like Oregon really benefited from already having such a vast infrastructure and black market, um, you know, where we have so much, I mean, even just land, like it always blows me away when I go to the East coast and I see like the lack of just open spaces, you know, like other than just like some farmland, you know, here there's like places where you could still feasibly go gorilla grow very easily without getting caught, for instance, you know, like you're just a wide, variety of spaces in which that you can grow and you get a lot of support lots of people carry soil there's lots of grow shops like the more i connect with people online the more i start to realize that oh not everybody has six different grow shops within like 10 miles of their house you know like some people have to travel a long ways to be able to find some of these less so now that the market's gotten bigger but um you know like when we started doing this podcast it was like you know, people are like, well, you know, it's like a 200 mile trip to the grow shop. So we have that here. It's a, it's almost an hour for me to go to a grow store here. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's weird how, how um, prices and availability differ so much. That's actually one of the reasons why grow pass is really great. If you don't live in a place where you have access to a lot of that stuff, you can get some pretty steep discounts, members only discounts and order fish shit to your door order some Buxton hollow compost tea kit to your door, get yourself some super soil and get through a grow. That's like really kind of one of our big things. And, um, God, I just miss Bayside garden supply in Arcata, <laughs> California in the middle of Humboldt County. Good Lord. I have uh, now, now I have what I have. I'm not going to, I'm not going to crap on this, Love that, but it, uh, there you go. Okay. That's fantastic. Shout out to Bayside for sure. But, um, yeah, I grew I grew up there and up actually right near where Marty's from once upon a time for a little while. Didn't, I, I must have Marty must have been past my time. I knew G-Man and Wolfman and Marissa. I miss Marissa. Um, Very cool. What were we talking about? Humble. So I'm back there. I can smell the so sea air. <laughs> we were talking about growing. You, you were, you're starting to do a living soil. Uh, your first living soil run. Yeah, man. My first living soil ever. Um, after doing the podcast, shutting down my synthetic grow in Humboldt and doing the podcast for so long, I had already switched to organic in my mind, you know, 
and I was consulting on some of them, like my cousins grow in, in Northern California and stuff. And he was growing organic, but I never really had my own licensed legal share it on Instagram, fully organic, uh, living soil grow. It was really, really dope. I used M3 and purple cow, uh, super soils. I used all the stuff that you guys talk about, man. It's you guys know what's up. You were talking about the giveaways earlier. That's what I was using. I was using recharge. I was using mammoth P um, all those microbials, all that good stuff. And I got through a really great run, man. Um, I was blessed that several Growcast breeders from the breeder features sent me some seeds. I, I really got a shout out. Um, Purple Caper for sending me the Grand Caper. Uh, Mosca or Mosca Negra for sending me the Bubblegum Gelato. And of course, Cultivated Choice for sending me the Coffee Kush. There was a lot of first things on this run, uh, Steve. I, I grew from seed for the first time. Man, in Humboldt County, I didn't even know there's this whole vibrant breeding community. I would just grab a tray of cuts, man. Like they would sell them for $4 a cut. You got a tray of a hundred cuts. That's what I did every time. Or I just, you know, um, bottomed from my last run and flipped it five years growing. I never popped a cannabis seed. So that was kind of a crime. You know what I mean? And, uh, I got to do it. It was so easy. It was so fun. And it really reinvigorated my passion for, for getting, new growers to grow because it is so much easier, man. It's organic growing is way easier. And uh, we're going to come out with a beginner's course to help people get through their first run organically for that exact reason. Cause I struggled. Um, even though I knew my nutrient schedule so well in humble, like you're always struggling with synthetics. I just feel like it's such a counterproductive grow style, not for everybody, not for everybody, but I think for most people, it's pretty counterproductive. And, uh, I'm telling the same story that a lot of people tell. I switched to organic and I'm never going back. So that's well, you that. get a big, regardless if you're doing living soil or aquaponics, you get a huge boost in terpenes uh, and you get a huge boost in fl you know, flavor and flavonoids. And then you also, it's just a little bit more forgiving. You, you know, it, it, there's a lot of other microbes and other things that can help kind of fix some of the issues or outcompete some of the pests and some of the other, you know, you don't see root rot or pythium hardly ever in a good living soil or aquaponic grow because you have plenty of other microbes that can either consume the pythium directly or eat the stuff that it would feed on and not even allow it to colonize to begin with, you know, so kind of in a two, two, four, and that's just one example, but you know, you have all of those different types of things that are going on in these, these organic grows that you don't have in, in, you know, a sterile hydroponic system, you know what I mean? So if you do have a, a pathogen that comes through, it can go get gangbusters because it's kind of got easy street set up for it. You know what I mean? So there's, there's just such a myriad of, of issues all the way down to just mixing nutrients. How much time have I freaking wasted in that mixing room, mixing up that res. And I, I wasn't even in a hydro uh, hydroponic system. I had like in my synthetic days, I just had like pro mix pots on ground. So I was like still watering and I was familiar with all that process, but um, yeah, just mixing the nutrients, over mixing nutrients, lockout, leaving your res and like, can I bubble it for a few days? And is it going to be good? It's like, man, I just skip all that. And, uh, you know, the other thing I'll tell you though, since we're kind of on the subject of natural gardening practices is when I, um, kind of shut down my Humboldt grow in 2015, I'm stunned at the availability of, uh, the wide array of pesticides, natural pest solutions that have come out since 2015. And now there are so many great options out there, man. Uh, mammoth can control formerly known as biocontrol. Dr. Zymes, of course. Jack's Bug Be Gone. I am obsessed with this Jack's Bug, Bug Be Gone. It's a KNF formula. Uh, Wolfman likes Lost Coast Plant Therapy. 
all the microbial ones, all the uh, oil ones, they're just better. You know? I'm hearing something. Yeah, one second. It just doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right. It's like Wayne with us. Yeah, I think it's uh, Wayne. Wayne had a little bit of a loop. It's okay. We uh, we can unmute. Oh, there we go. Um, all right. Hey, Wayne. How's it going? Good evening. Thank you. I'm fine. Thanks. How are you guys? I'm doing well. Good to see you all. Listening. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Um, My pleasure indeed. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, Jordan, um, uh, have you been using any KNF or anything like that in your grow? So, uh, shout out to Rizo Rich. Rizo Rich is a big part of Team Growcast, and he makes his own fermented inputs. And he hooked me up with uh, several FFJs, and he's just a really great guy, man. He always comes through. Uh, Illinois Cannabis Consulting is his company, and like, I want to make my own inputs, but he had some on hand, and. Uh, he came through and it was dope. They really work, man. I was really surprised. The Bloom Booster, the um, the Banana Squash FFJ is quite effective. I was really, really surprised. Yeah, pumpkin's great too. Yeah, pumpkin? Yeah. So is there just an infinite form, like uh, infinite formula of fermentable living products and you just have to know like what's good for what? Because I know that like he gave me some aloe for more veg oriented, I think. Sure. And also for... You know, aloe is great for cloning. You can basically just, you know, like that's what I use for my uh, rooting gel. It's right. just aloe sprayed off. Um, and then the, the skins you can, you know, either ferment or extract, you know, depending on if you're adding microbes, you know, you can do the, the plant extract with aloe, I find works a little more effective. But, um, but yeah, definitely uh, for veg. There's tons of, I mean, yeah, there's literally like there's the whole KNF menu, which is great because you can go through all that stuff. But even aside from that, there's, you know, things that they probably would have used if they were available to them, you know, but the inputs they had is what they use. And, uh, you know, like I kind of like to follow that. Um, like here where I am in Southern Oregon, I use a lot of horsetail. I use a lot of mullein. I use a lot of blackberries. Um, stuff that you can just easily wild harvest and, and ferment. So like, you know, uh, even uh, like the tips of the blackberry where it's growing the new greens, I'll cut a bunch of those uh, to use for like a, nitro, uh, like a veg boost in the same way you get a lot of growth enzymes and you get the mostly nitrogen um, and uh, super easy to make, tons of it everywhere. Wild, wild harvest it. Just make sure that you still get, you don't want to bring pests in, obviously, whenever you're wild harvesting. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So just make sure that you are careful for that. But you, yeah, there's literally a, you know, a full menu full of different plants that you can either extract or ferment. Um, yeah, look at your, look at your bioaccumulator lists. There's a bunch of different websites and colleges that have resources out there for bioaccumulators and the different nutrients and you can ferment them either in FPJ or, oh. of, or, or my favorite is also to, you can do them in lactobacillus ferment and actually do them as like a, uh, you know, a 15 to 20% of a lactobacillus.
lactobacillus-based to, uh, to unlock different components because you're fermenting it in a different way. The bacteria break it down in a different way and they leave different things isolated behind in a different way. So uh, there's a whole rabbit hole on different species of lactobacillus break down different things and different species of bacillus break down different things. So that's kind of a whole huge giant machine that, that's kind of being figured out by lots of everyone from people doing soil all the way to aquaponics, lots of people in aquaponics are moving that direction now as well. So it's it's really a, this whole kind of way to unlock precursors to terpenes and increase plants immune system responses. Um, in, the in the case of things like chitinase and fermented chitinase, you can increase the speed of flowering, all kinds of cool stuff. So like this is, is kind of some of the ways you can kind of cheat a little bit on, on plant growth, I guess, for lack of a better uh, explanation. Damn, man. The, but the, you just answered my question exactly with the bioaccumulator list. That that's that makes sense to me that if they were acu accumulating that certain nutrient. I have to run in just a minute here, man. This flew by. This was not sure. enough time. <laughs> so I feel like we got to reconnect. Oh. Can we do that yeah. soon? Absolutely. Uh, we'll definitely get you back on again soon. And uh, why don't you tell everybody uh, how to find you and how to find the uh, uh, the Growcast and uh, oh yeah and everything else. We're we're everywhere, man. Um, Growcast podcast on every podcast app, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, everywhere. And then mygrowpass.com for the membership open. We're open uh, for the membership program. We're open now. Uh, we open once per quarter. Come and check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and Stephen, uh, I really do look forward to speaking to you next, to, uh, to you next time, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Really Thank you so much. Cheers. Talk to you later, guys. Peace. Well, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened to everybody there. If we have a problem with Zoom or what, but uh, um, Wayne actually had a, uh, was just going to pop on and say hi. Uh, he had to run. He, he only had so many minutes as well. Uh, uh, we had some technical problems there in the beginning, so <laughs> I do apologize. I'm going to end up having a slightly shorter, shorter show here. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so uh, 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 really awesome guest there. Uh, thanks for having uh, for Jordan to take the time to come on. Um, we will also have uh, a Wayne on again soon. Uh, I think Wayne's going to end up being a regular guest for us or a regular panelist uh, on the show. We had some stuff here in chat I wanted to get to. Uh, people had some questions. Uh, what do you guys think about metric getting the Oklahoma contract for seed to sale? I think it's completely crazy to give the kind of um, thing to one business. I think that that they should have just had a standard that any business could come in and meet or, you know, say you have to qualify. Um, and, you know, after, you know, some kind of inspection or some kind of vetting uh, of period of time, as long as it meets the guidelines that the state needs, I think that should have been the way to do it. I think it's a bit of a monopoly to give it to one business. I think eventually you'll see that overturned long term, hopefully. Um, I think also think I could see the feds doing something as well, where they, they want, you know, one of six or eight companies doing all the track and trace. Um, you know, we'll see how that, that shakes out, which would immediately overturn this type of thing as well. So I think there's a couple of different ways that this might not work out too well. So I don't know. But, you know, we all saw what kind of clusterfuck happened in Oregon when uh, they ended up going and, and allowing just one company to... Uh, to have the contract for that because it ended up turning into an absolute nightmare. You had people waiting three months to get their concentrate uh, to market and it just totally collapsed the market there for, for quite a few months. And then, I, you know, I think a lot of people forget that, you know, I, I certainly don't. Uh, I know Marty doesn't as well. 
uh, Marty will be back here in, in a few. He, he had to step away for a moment. He had to child, children aggro, but he'll be back. Um, uh, Amazon is my best go-to growth supplies. Yeah, uh, internet definitely when you live out in the sticks like we do uh, uh, is, is the way to go. Um, big shout out to uh, Recharge. Uh, Scotty is going to be doing a little bit of a talk on the show. Um, big shout out to Mammoth P. Uh, Colin and them sent us some hats and some Mammoth P. But I was digging around in my merch, looking at some stuff, looking for some stuff, and I actually found I have one of the rare limited edition Mammoth P hats that I don't think too many other people have. This one's definitely not one that they give out at most of the events. This one's just one that I got from Colin privately or one of the other things. So uh, I know some people collect some of the weirder ones. So we'll definitely have that up there for uh, for that as well. Um, what else do we got going on? Oh, a uh, big shout out to uh, Optic Foliar. Uh, Dinesh is gonna also be giving away stuff and doing a little bit of a talk during the lunch hour. Um, during the lunch hour of each day, we'll have 15 to 20 minute talks from a couple of our sponsors talking about their, their stuff. Uh, just kind of gives us me a time to eat in the middle of the day and uh, some other people a chance to, uh, uh, you know, talk about their various things. And, and we'll do some giveaways and some other cool stuff as well at lunchtime uh, as well. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, who else? Oh, uh, uh, Foop uh, Nutrients, which is a fish based nutrients, uh, will also be a uh, uh, giving away nutrients as well during the, the, the event. Uh, True Aquaponics will be giving away nutrients. We'll also be giving away a nutrient reading uh, to help people uh, fix the nutrients in their system. So if that's something that you need, uh, we'll also be doing that. For those of you that are unaware, uh, Roger and I at True Aquaponics run the uh, uh, subscription service over there on his website, True Aquaponics, for commercial breeders and commercial aquaponic uh, growers that um, we test your water and send you nutrients to fix the nutrients in your system that is all fish safe. Uh, and pre-dosed, so you just tear it open and pour it into your sump tank and away you go uh, without any kind of guessing or measuring or you know trying to figure out dosing. We just do all the hard part for you. Uh, and for a mo flat monthly price, that includes the cost of the nutrients as well uh, and the testing and analysis and all that. So it's, it's quite a cool little uh, subscription service. Uh, I'll also be speaking at the Aquaponics Association uh, conference coming up. I have both a talk on microbes and a talk on aquaponic cannabis on Sunday, um, uh, October. Hold on, I'll make sure I get the date right. Sunday, October. Uh, shoot, I apologize, guys. October, I believe it's the, the 17th and 18th. Uh, so I'll be talking on the 18th. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, the Aquaponics Association Conference is a great little conference if you're specifically into aquaponics. Um, they have uh, quite a wide range of different speakers from people that have little uh, farm systems uh, at schools all the way up to commercial producers and everything in between. Um, so definitely something that uh, uh, you might wanna check out. Um, there's lots of cool talks on microbes and pest management. I'm just looking here on, on what the different things are. Um, certified organic, um, fish waste and fish nutrients, um, uh, aquaponics in India, fundraising uh, for your aquaponic system, STEM education, um, marketing, 
um, uh, different tours of different video tours of different universities, uh, all different types of cool stuff, Saudi Arabian, uh, aquaponics. Um, yeah, all different types of things uh, that are uh, that are out there. So it'll be and a lot of guests that have been on the show will also have uh, um, uh, things as well. So kind of a uh, uh, definitely an interesting thing. Uh, some of the speakers from our aquaponics conference will also be there. So giving different talks than the ones that will, they'll be giving with us. So uh, really an interesting, uh, interesting place uh, uh, to uh, come and, and learn, especially, uh, you know, different, uh, different group of people than the, than the cannabis people that you normally uh, hear from. So, and uh, you know, they're always happy to hear from cannabis people because cannabis people generally have a little bit more of a, a background in growing than a lot of the uh, uh, aquaponic people do. So it, uh, uh, a lot of times uh, it makes for really great conversations and, um, and, and different perspectives that can help uh, both sides learn quite a bit. So it's really cool. What the heck is going on? Oh, okay. Um, so uh, looking here in chat, um, Comfrey is also a good ferment. Yes, Comfrey FPJ is good. There's a product, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it uh, out there that, that's really good for aquaponics as well. Um, uh, that's a fermented Comfrey product uh, that, that's awesome. I want to, we're trying to get them on the show sometime. We just haven't been able to do it. I've been super busy. I was traveling uh, two Thursdays ago and then last Thursday, Marty and I were recording and then uh, we, I had some internet problems here. Um, I'm in a bit of a remote area and uh, come December, they're going to be given, doing a better internet out here. But for now, my internet is good most of the time, but we have particularly nasty weather or anything. Uh, it can be a bit of a problem. So we'll have to bear with that for at least the time being. Um, a brewing rice hulls. Uh, yes, rice hulls are a great, another great ferment. Rice hulls in uh, lactobacillus are, are super awesome for silica. Uh, um, and one of the best ones for silica and just general, you know, shotgun blasting, tons of great nutrients is, is doing ferments of um, uh, stinging nettle. Stinging nettle actually has very high levels of many of the nutrients that cannabis needs, including silica. Actually, has more silica. Uh, if you actually do a nutrient analysis on it, then fermenting um, horsetail, which most people think of as the go-to for silica. So uh, really is interesting on when you actually do some parts per million tests on a lot of these slurries, um, you know, and we, I've been trying to send off one or two every time we send out for water samples with the, the different people I'm working with. And then I have some people that I'm, I'm working with now that are, are um, kind of doing different ferments and sending them off. Uh, and we're kind of pooling some of our data together uh, and this little group I'm working with uh, it kind of gives us access to a lot of these different things and kind of suss out, okay, well, what traditionally were we told had this nutrient, but maybe it actually has this other nutrient, or maybe it doesn't have that nutrient, or maybe it does, but only in certain times of the year. So, and this is a lot of stuff I think that just people haven't had a chance to, to fully flush out. Um, and I'm hoping to spend more and more time on that in the next year to uh, uh, try and unlock more of that as well. Um, yeah. Uh, comfrey again, also great FPJ. It helps the plants uh, reproduce and propagate and all that stuff. Um, just catching back up with chat. Uh, have you used moving bed biofilm reactors? Uh, would you recommend a biofiltration? So MBBRs really are only useful if you have a DWC only. 
Uh, if you're doing um, uh, media beds or you have, um, you know, you should, well, most aquaponic cannabis people are doing flood and drain with media beds. If you're doing that, the surface area of your media bed is thousands of times what is in your MVBR, making the MVBR basically useless because the MVBR is what, 0.2% of the total bus surface area of all the media in your media bed or in the bottom half of your pots and your root zones if we're talking about total surface area of square feet. So it's, it's absolutely redundant and does very little for that. Um, you're far better off having large um, radial flow filters and then siphoning that off into offline or, you know, you can have them plumbed into it, but, you know, a separate, not, not flow through um, uh, media reactors, not media reactors, um, uh, fermenters. So well, like a compost tea kind of thing. Um, uh, and we, so we'll, we'll brew that in the compost tea brewers uh, for anywhere from three days to, to 14 days, uh, depending on what we're doing, but most of the time three days uh, and, and then siphoning off the nutrients from that and then uh, topping it back off and, and away we go. Uh, and that works very, very well. Um, we're doing that at quite a few different grows now and uh, it just kicks butt and allows us a lot more control. I can add my CANF inputs. I can add my microbial inputs to that uh, to full, you know, unlock significantly more nutrients than you ever would um, just even add it, you know, from uh, brewing it alone, the compost tea. Um, folks in my town allegedly really like some aquaponic cannabis that goes around every now and then. Uh, very cool, Indica. Um, sounds comprehensive. Are you talking on the future cannabis project? Where is it? Uh, the other day, I didn't even connect the dots. What a great show. Okay. Uh, Indica Steve's style, uh, like a fingerprint. Uh, sorry. It's been a while since I was on the show with Solo. Um, been using horsetail for years. I know a guy who's used stinging nettle. Uh, never tried it. Stinging nettle actually tastes really good if you puree it. Uh, if you can put gloves on and, and puree it, uh, uh, it, it tastes better than um, uh, any pesto. Uh, it's really, really good and super good for you, but also great plant food. Willow water is also really good uh, as well. We, we've talked about willow for, for cuttings, for making um, uh, uh, clones. so. How often do you clean netting in your biofilters? I don't, uh, unless there's a ton of junk in there, which there shouldn't ever be. Um, you don't really need to fill, clean them out, um, you know, as long as you have the surface area on there. Um, and mainly, again, they're mostly there just to slow down in particulates and grab the last little bit of it more than anything else. Your brush filters or net filters, which sometimes they're called. Yeah, Jordan only had a few minutes uh, we had some technical issues. We were going to try and start earlier and I had some problems getting the, the stream to work. So it all worked out, but we'll, we'll be back on. I'll be over on his show again next week. So if you want to find out more about Jordan, uh, I was over there recently on his show about a month or two ago and uh, we had a great interview. So uh, definitely uh, check him out. And uh, we've done a couple of episodes on his show. He's been on the show once or twice as well. So. Oh yeah, uh, stinging nettle is, uh, someone says, really, I love pesto. Yeah, stinging nettle is, is much more rich flavor than, than pesto. It's like a, a really good pesto your grandma made. You know what I mean? It's, it's just the depth of flavor is much better. And uh, I had never had it until I was at uh, Dragonfly Earth Medicines uh, farm way up in, uh, in BC and uh, they had made it to now. It, it was 
one of the best foods I've ever had. It was so good. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, we'll recap here. Um, the uh, Don't miss the uh, virtual aquaponic uh, cannabis conference on October 3rd and 4th. Uh, we'll have uh, quite a long list of people. We'll have um, Chris Trump and Wendy Cronenberg talking on KNF, Matthew Gates talking on insects. We'll have Murray Hollum and Dr. Leonard Wilson talking on aquaponic uh, cannabis design. Uh, we'll have myself and Marty speaking on, on cannabis, aquaponic cannabis production. Uh, Leanne Keyes uh, speaking on uh, DWC production. Um, uh, let me find our, the new flyer here. Uh, Breeder Steve, the original aquaponic cannabis grower, the very first person to, to grow aquaponic cannabis and write about it. Um, he'll be talking, Joe Pate talking about beyond uh, the, the 18 nutrients that we've traditionally been taught about. Uh, Angela Tenenbrock talking about biosecurity and food safety and how to maintain those things uh, and how to audit your place uh, uh, in your system. Uh, we'll have uh, Joshua Rutherford talking about his, uh, his farm Sorry, I have a cat that's wanting attention. I uh, love we'll uh, Dragonfly Earth Medicine and, and Way Laughter and Rasta Jeff uh, all on the breeder panel, uh, which will be awesome. We'll have uh, Bain Howard, uh, Tanner Stewart, and um, myself and uh, Leanne Keys on the breeder uh, on the producer panel. Uh, we also have Dylan. Uh, um, hold on, what's Dylan's last name? So I don't get this wrong. Dylan. Sorry, I should have wrote his last name down beforehand. I talked to him so much, I just know his first name. Anyways, a uh, gentleman who grows in far northern Canada, uh, who's, in my opinion, one of the best growers uh, under the radar in terms of aquaponic cannabis. He grows some, some really, really fire buds and posts some incredible pictures on a the, on the regular basis. So um, uh, definitely uh, another great person to throw into the panel. Uh, Dylan, Dylan McAdams, so that'll be awesome as well. So super stoked to have him on and uh, on that panel as well. Uh, and then we also have a very loud cat, um, Brendan Strath from Spectrum King talking to us about lighting as well. Then I left and came back and everyone was gone. <laughs> I think Steve's going to get cat. <clears throat> yeah, he just needed water. It's okay. He's good now. Um, good. All right. So, two people here. <laughs> yeah, Rod, uh, Wayne had to run. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, definitely check that out, the Virtual Aquaponic Cannabis Conference on the Potent Ponics YouTube channel right here if you're watching this live. Uh, and it'll be at 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific on October 3rd and 4th. We'll have just a huge long list of people um uh talking about a, just an incredibly long list of different topics in aquaponic cannabis production and even if you're not an aquaponic grower uh you know have a ton of great information you can use for your soil grow as well and uh, marty and i have also been working really hard on getting the uh commercial aquaponic cannabis class recorded we've been chunking that out and adding a lot to it uh more than we had originally intended um so um really been uh getting pretty far with that. I know Marty's been working pretty hard on editing it and, and everything else. So um, we'll, we'll have that out here sometime in October. Uh, we were trying to get it ready for the, the conference, but I think it might be a few days afterwards when it actually launches. But uh, I think you guys will be super happy with it. And uh, 
and not disappointed. So, at some point, we'll have to stop adding stuff to it. But <laughs> I think I think we're almost there. We're almost there. We have that that like video game problem of feature creep where we're like, oh, we should add that. Oh, we should add that. Oh, we should add that. So, it, especially when I like when I'm listening to it on playback, I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be good right here. Oh, you know, it'd be good right here. So I've done that a couple of times, and I think I'm gonna have to tear it down a little bit. <laughs> we can go on forever, but uh, it, yeah, it's been a grind, but I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, so Marty and I have been working on that almost every night for the last few weeks. So it's been, you know, <laughs> we work our regular jobs. He works with his family stuff. And then we we hop on in the evenings and, and record until we're both about to fall, fall asleep in the chair. It's good times, though. Some of it might get a little goofy, so just uh Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, well we have a bunch of stuff edited from different, all different places where I've physically been, so. <laughs> yeah, and we, we kind of jump around when recording too, so it's gonna be weird. We're gonna have different shirts on at random times. <laughs> when you watch it back, it's kind of funny. Like every you know, well, a lot of wardrobe changes. In, in but <laughs> sometimes I have a, you know, a long goatee, sometimes it's short, you know, like it, it'll be entertaining. There's no, there's no timeline here. You know, this is DC, not, not Marvel. You know? Yeah. The other, it was funny. I had a, somebody asked, there was a really funny interview about um, uh, Hamilton Morris about a production of uh, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, which uh, I believe they have new episodes starting next month, which is, in my opinion, my, my favorite show uh, on all of television, um, hands down. Anyways, um, but uh, he's talking about how, yeah, why he is he always- I do like Homestead Rescue too. I don't know if you check that one out, but- What is it? It's called Homestead Rescue. Oh yeah, that one's good too. But yeah. some of it's kind of cheesy. Uh, well, anyways, yeah. Anyways, um, but uh, so he was there. Like, how come you always wear white? And he goes, "Oh, because we we record, and sometimes we are like, you know, you know, recording the whole thing out of sequence. So when they edit it together, you know, I can be like, one step one, two, three, and then four. Even if we recorded it, you know, step three, then then four, then two, then one." And, you know, then doesn't look weird, you know, as far as, you know, in post edit, so. Yeah, I tried keeping the same shirt up here for a little while, but then I took it downstairs one time or I forgot to take it off when we were recording. I think it's probably what happened. And then, so the first time it wasn't up here and I did, I would have had to go downstairs to get it. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess we're not doing that. Anymore. So now it's just whatever shirt, whenever. <laughs> So it, I mean, it would be cool to um, maintain it like that, but we got shit to do, <laughs> basically. All righty. Hey, well, did you have anything else you wanted to add? If not, uh, I guess we'll wrap up the show a little bit early and uh, we can go back to recording. Um, I don't think so. I mean, you gave a shout out to everybody already and talked about the rest, so I think we're good. Yeah, thanks again, Wayne Justman, for popping in. Uh, even if we didn't get a chance to to get <laughs> to talk much, uh, uh, he'll be on the show regularly. I think uh, he's been a uh, uh, good friend, and uh, you know, and, and stuck there in San Francisco doesn't have a ton of uh, social avenues, so it'd be fun to have him on the show. And he's 
good friend of ours and we always love having him on. He always has a bit of a different perspective and on some things a much more mature perspective in some ways on some of the politics stuff of, of cannabis. So it's always a great, great person to listen to. So um, yeah, just, just great. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I kind of thought you'd still be here because he usually hangs out for a while. But yeah, that's all right. Yeah, otherwise, uh, I don't know, on my end, I don't have a lot going on. Um, I've got, so I'm going to try this new thing in the flower room. I'm going to start half of the plants in flower, and then I'm going to wait a few weeks and then start the next half in flower. So by staggering them, I'm hoping to better balance my nitrogen. So, because I'll always have some plants that are stretching in that cycle where they're still consuming nitrogen. Um, and I'm, I'm also gonna mess around with uh, kind of the um, Mr. Green Jeans method of um, just sprouting a seed under 12-12 and um, you know, growing it to a, you know, seeing how high it will grow before it starts flowering. <clears throat> Just because I'm interested to see what a couple of different strains will do. Um, and I, he's talked about that a couple of different times, and I think that's pretty interesting. Um, so you're sort of treating it like an auto flower, except for you know, it's still being triggered by the photo period. It's just under. 12, 12 from the time that the seed sprouts. So it's not going to flower right away. I know, was it you that was talking about them doing that in Jamaica because they're of the, um, uh, because of the schedule, the light schedule they have, that they'll just flower right away and their plants are only like yep. two feet tall? Yeah, they're all like waist high to shoulder high uh, across. The well, I got video of it actually on my YouTube channel. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just want to make sure I wasn't confusing you with someone else because I'm a stoner. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so the idea is is to kind of find a strain that would do that consistently indoors so that I could grow some plants from seed. Ooh, that's nice. So I could grow some plants from seed that would... Um, essentially grow to a certain height and flower kind of like what an auto flower would but not you know without the shoddy genetics of auto flowers I guess so I got some those seeds from him which he said these two should perform about the height I want which is kind of like what you were talking about is maybe that uh, you know two to four foot tall range um, will be fine for the size that my indoor is. So I'm going to try that out and see how it goes and then maybe do a larger run at some point. So yeah, that's kind of the stuff I have going on. I got the rest of the, uh, the scrog fencing put up, I guess, so that I have this steel fencing up now instead of the plastic netting. I really need to do an update video. I haven't done one in a while because I have so much other shit going on, but, um, so that's all done. And like you said, half of the room is loaded back up with plants. And uh, I'll probably grow them out maybe another couple of weeks 
and then I'll switch them into flour, let them go a couple of weeks and then load up the other half and start staggering. But the modifications have been great. Um, uh, we talked about it, I think a couple of weeks ago and on my last update video, you can see um, uh, when I added the, the drainage underneath the dual root zone pots. So I just have two pieces of two inch PVC that sit on the bottom of the bed and then the pot sits down on top of both of them. Um, that's been really, really nice to work with. Um, it's kept the drainage really consistent, um, even with uh, plants in there. So I've only, because it's been so hot, I've only been running the system with just two tomato plants in it. And now those things are, are massive. They take up, uh, you know, probably basically the entire top of my fish tank, which I think is probably like 16 feet long, something like that. So they're, they're crazy big. Um, so we just loaded that back up a couple of days ago. We'll grow it out for a little while, start that staggered harvest. And uh, those modifications have been great. Siphons have been running like clockwork, no issues there, which I think we talked about last time we were looking around micro also. Few weeks ago. So all that stuff has been great. Modifications have been great. Drainage, siphons, everything's running really well. So really excited for round two. Temperatures have dropped at night now. So we're uh, we're on track to get rolling again. Fun times. Awesome. Yeah, we're uh, just building out. We have a greenhouse we're gonna be helping put up here soon. So that'll be fun. And then we have uh, some indoor uh, spaces that we'll be growing in. I have some breeding projects. We'll be um, bulking out my island, my um, reunion island seeds and just doing a back cross open pollination as well as my land race Zimbabwe. Um, so we'll be doing that just to bulk out seeds. And then I'll be have those to give away to people um, and, and help, you know, pheno hunt some for me and find some good shit out there and give some people access to some crazy shit they don't have access to normally. So. Uh, that's kind of stuff that I've been doing and then just playing with some some edible stuff we're working on. We have some drinks and some other stuff we're working on for the Oklahoma market. We're, we've been getting out there, but um, if you're in the, the, the Durant, Oklahoma area or Southern Oklahoma area, uh, tomorrow at Bubba's Brew House, there's a patient drive from 3 to 8 p.m. We'll be there uh, giving out some samples and stuff and, and educating patients on, on cannabis. And then uh, on Saturday night, there's the Smoke and Glow at, at Bubba's Brew House from uh, I don't know what time it starts. I believe it's five or six until uh, I believe at 10 o'clock. Don't quote me on that. It might be a little bit earlier, a little bit later than that. Um, but uh, we'll have all kinds of goodies there. Uh, if you want to come check it out, come say hi. Uh, definitely a cool chance to, to come hang out with us and, uh, and try some of our stuff. So it'd be a great time. And also, you know, nice to be able to Go do something fun, you know, in the era of COVID. Uh, <laughs> to be in penned up, you know. For sure. All right. Well, uh, how to, uh, thanks again, Jordan River, for, uh, for popping on. And uh, be sure to check him out over on the Growcast and the Grow Pass. He does a lot for the, the community out there. And uh, 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 Marty, why don't you tell everybody how to find you? Oh yeah, you can find me on uh, YouTube, uh, AP Meds, uh, like aquaponic meds, 
Um, you can find me on Instagram, also at ADMEDS, Patreon at ADMEDS, uh, Aquaponic Cannabis Growers Group on Facebook. We're like seven, 8,000 members now, something like that. Um, yeah, we're almost up to, almost up to nine, I think. Hold on, let me double check. It's a lot. So uh, we're always hanging out on there, people posting pictures, um, getting help, free, free advice most of the time. If you're, you know, especially if you're just like a home grower, going for yourself, troubleshooting your own plants, you know, most people are willing to, to help you out. And Steve and I are always on there, going through there as often as we can. Um, so check us out on there. You can find us on there just about any time. Post a picture and lots of other great, great resources in there besides us as well. So uh, you know, a lot of our guests have um, have joined the the Facebook group as well. So you can talk to a lot of people through there <coughs> that really know what they're doing. So yeah, we have a uh, six point three thousand. Six point three thousand members on the Facebook.com slash groups slash AP Canna uh, in order to connect to it. It doesn't come up always in the search because it has cannabis in the name, so you do have to type it AP Canna uh, in you know, after groups in order to actually find it sometimes. Right. Yeah, I remember you were talking about that before. So yeah, uh, so those are the, the easiest ways to find me. You can look me up on there. Like I said, Instagram, I don't know if I mentioned that or not, but also at AP Men's. Um, always doing stuff on there also. So yeah, hit me up, message me, whatever you guys need. And uh, we, have, we have tons of great info over there. Um, uh, like he's saying, people have grown from all over the world. We've had people on there from Jordan and uh, uh, yeah, uh, all over the world. Uh, we've had people on, um, so. Yeah, I'm actually just cruising through it right now. But uh, some great discussions too. You know, you'll also have people post some some soil uh, information that's super useful. So it just depends on on what it is that you're doing. I do apologize. Sometimes lately we get uh, some spammers. Uh, seems to be much worse post UI change. I don't know why, um, but it seems like uh, they fucked up a lot of the blocking and stuff like that. So it's definitely made moderation more annoying and harder uh, with the new UI change to Facebook. So I do apologize if you have seen a little bit more spam than before. Um, already, and you, yeah, you can always check out the uh, Potent Ponics YouTube channel. Uh, we have uh, hundreds of hours of content. I think we're up to we're approaching 400 or approaching 500 hours of content. We're almost at 9,000 subscribers now. Um, <laughs> never would have thought we'd have this many. Uh, uh, you know, I think the, I don't even know what's the total analytics are on the channel now, but it's, it's getting crazy. Uh, we average quite like a few. 200 episode 200. Yeah. 214. So. Yeah. 214 uh, of the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really awesome. We average Last year we had half a million views across all platforms. So, you know, it's really community has really grown, and uh, and we're looking to you know continue to keep growing it and continue to put out education. I do apologize, things have been a little bit slower lately. I've been working psychotic hours and, and everything. So, um, things will be getting back to normal here soon. Things are settling down a little bit and uh, getting a little bit back to normal. So, 
yeah Alrighty, and uh so we'll catch you guys again soon and um we'll see you guys later uh be sure to check out the potent ponics on youtube soundcloud itunes iHeartRadio, spotify or your favorite podcast app Later, everybody.